I'm hurting. I'm hurting a lot. Such an awful call on that Draymond Green ejection. Um, I mean, it's the playoffs, number one. Number two, like, sure, maybe it's a flagrant. Give him a flagrant one. I mean, that not even close to a flagrant two ejection, and Draymond gets ejected. On pace to break the slate, had almost 25 with a couple minutes to go in the second quarter, um, and just gets a BS ejection. I also took his over on prize picks. That was easily going to hit. So just so much pain here. Um also, in the first game, you had all this. First game cost me like a year of my life. Those injuries, Smart going to the locker room, Robert Williams going to the locker room. They both actually came back, uh, but Smart was clearly not himself. Uh, but yeah, the Draymond ejection, I'm so. Because I, I had a 15% owned Jaw. So my take was I like Jaw the most in tournaments because I figured he was going to be the lowest owned of the top four spend ups. And someone put in chat that according to ownership, Steph was projected to be lower on than John. I was like, no way. Like, John's going to be way lower on. And it, and it was it was true. My intuition was right. Uh, Steph Curry was like 45% on and John Moran was 15%. Um, so I had a 15% John go for 70. I missed the cash by like 10 in tournaments with Draymond. Like, Draymond doesn't get ejected. It's a nice 3-4x night for me for sure. So, um, so incredibly tilting. But, Yeah. Uh, I'm in pain. I am in pain, guys. But um, if you guys are new and this is your first time watching, welcome to the channel. Uh, again, my name is DK, and I do cover DraftKings, um, NBA Top Shot, and Prize Picks. Um, if you guys are looking for more in-depth content, I do offer that on Patreon.com. NBA USFL, we had a big, big winner, uh, almost taking down the huge, uh, the big contest on Sunday only. And that esports package that's included in gold. So a lot of different packages there. Uh, the sponsor of today's video, guys, is Superdraft, new partner, and I'm super excited to be working with them. You can use the code DKDFS for a fifty dollar match. I'll have the link in the description below. Um, this is the page you can go to. So again, it is DKDFS. $50 off. Uh, make sure to use that code. Like I said, I am so excited to be working with Superdraft. I'll have some content up for them uh, shortly. But all right, let's talk about this two-game slate. And we'll start off with Philadelphia. So Philadelphia. Oh, also, well, one other thing. So, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I probably had 10 to 15 people, whether it be on Twitter or the YouTube comment section, tell me, oh, Jaron Jackson, you're an idiot for playing Jaron Jackson Jr. at low ownership. He doesn't have upside. Even if he stays out of foul trouble, he doesn't have a ceiling. Oh, really? I would say the results the last two games beg to differ there. It's, it's crazy, right? And we've been taking advantage of this big time in the playoffs. How much people overreact to a few games. Now, sure, obviously it was super tilting. Playing Jaron Jackson Jr. at low ownership every single slate and him getting in massive foul trouble every single slate. But you saw the upside I was shooting for, right? I got it in the shutdown slate, and you saw him go for absolute smash uh, today as well. So um, the times you want to play Jaron Jackson are obviously when he's low-owned. I, I have a feeling, though, he's not going to be that low-owned after back-to-back -back big games. But, um, yeah, like I said, the people are like, oh, Jaron Jackson doesn't have upside. It's like... You're overreacting so hard. And that's what people do in the playoffs. And again, we've been taking big time advantage of that, making uh, a lot of money. It's been a very good playoffs for myself. Again, it would have been another great 
uh, day today if Draymond didn't get ejected. So that's still painful. But all right, let's now move on to this one. Philadelphia, no Embiid. So we'll keep an eye on the starting lineup. I would guess it's Paul Reed. And people are going to realize how good Paul Reed is. Pretty underrated big, in my opinion. Now, he's not he's not huge. He's more of an undersized big, but he's a great point per minute guy, a good shot blocker, um, decent score. Um, he is a guy, you know, I played him and Tyrese Maxley like every single slate in the summer league. So uh, I'm excited to play some Paul Reed. Now, knowing Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers will probably be an idiot and start DeAndre Jordan. But if Paul Reed starts, I think he makes for a phenomenal value there at 4.2. And then back to the top end, guys. We have Harden at 9.8. Uh, Harris at 8K, and Maxi at 7.4. It's obviously a tough spot here against Miami. I think Harden's your best bet. He's going to play around 40 minutes, and now he's the go-to guy, right? No Embiid. This is James Harden's team. So um, I think Harden uh, makes for a really, really good play. I know Miami's solid defensively, but I think he looks great. Harris at 8K, I don't love. Um, I don't necessarily think he gets like a massive bump here. I would say really it's Harden that benefits the most. And then Maxi at 7-4, kind of just indifferent on him. He's been all over the place, up and down, but he's going to play huge minutes and does have a ceiling. Like I said, though, I think Harden is the guy like the best. Um, and then we, we talked about Paul Reed. They could go to DeAndre Jordan, the starting lineup. Um, even if they start DeAndre Jordan, I would rather have Paul Reed for cheaper. And then Danny Green at 4-8. I mean, we do have Thibel, uh available since they're no longer playing Toronto. I don't think I want to pay 4.8K for Danny Green. I guess he's playable, but I don't feel as good about it now, especially with Thibault, uh back in the mix. So that's really it for Philadelphia. Um, I mean, maybe they could go small like Tobias Harris and then like maybe see a little bit more run for like Niang, but he's 4-1. Like he got a price bump. So there's not much else I'm looking to on Philadelphia. Now on the Miami side, once again, can they stop listing everyone as questionable? Just stop it. Knock it off, right? No one, I'm tired of it. To stop listing the whole team as questionable. Jimmy practiced, he's going to play. Tyler Hero practiced, he's going to play. Uh, Max Struss, he's going to play. Uh, PJ Tucker's going to play. Martin's going to play. All these guys are going to play. Just stop listing them all as questionable. It's very annoying when they're not truly questionable. Um, but yeah, Jimmy Butler at 9-2. No Kyle Lowry. Um I think he makes for a very good play. He's going to do a lot of the ball handling. Um, he's going to be their go-to option. He's gone for 60-plus now in two of the last three games. He has small forge, power forward eligibility. I think Jimmy looks great. I think Bam and Abayo is, is very much too cheap here at 7-3. Played 41 minutes last game. Um, again, we have no Embiid. He'll be matched up against like Paul Reed or the absolute dust of DeAndre Jordan. So I think Bam's in a great spot as well. Um, the rest of Miami, Heroes at 6-4. I mean, I kind of just indifferent on him. He's hasn't had a great playoffs. Uh, Oladipo at five one played well to me. Interesting to see like wh- what are his minutes going to be like now with Jimmy back? Um, at five point one k, it feels a little bit pricey for Oladipo. Um, Vincent, I would expect continue to start at four uh, four. I think he's fine, but um, minutes wise, maybe twenty five ish, twenty five to thirty. I think PJ Tucker is a pretty good value at four k. We know what we're getting out of Tucker. He's going to play, you know, low 30s minutes. Um, not super productive, but he probably won't kill you. And, uh, oh, did I skip over Max Truss? I think Max Truss is, is a solid option as well. Expect, you know, probably around 30 minutes. He is relatively score independent, but he has overtaken Duncan Robinson as that shooting guard role. 
Um, and that's really it for Miami. So let's move on to Dallas and Phoenix, the night game here. So Dallas, Luka Doncic, 11-2. I feel like it's still too cheap. I'll play 42 minutes, so there's clearly no more limit on Luka. I think he's going to play similar minutes to last game of, you know, around 40. So uh, Luka, if you have the salary, looks great. Brunson's been pretty consistent playing alongside Luka. I just don't know if it's necessary to go there on the slate. Um, Yador and Finney-Smith got a little bit of a price hike to 5.8. He had a big game, kind of an outlier. A lot of the time, so he's only going to hover in that, like, 25 fancy point range, which is fine at 5.8, but um, don't love his ceiling. Didn't would he have 5.6? Uh, did play 32 minutes last game, but um, I feel like it's still a little bit too pricey for Dinwiddie. Reggie Bullock, kind of the same thing with Dorian Finney-Smith, right? They're probably, he's probably going to get you 25-ish fancy points. He's going to play huge minutes. Dorian Finney-Smith and uh, Reggie Bullock are probably playing close to the entire game. So they're both fair plays. And then you're going to have the big uh, center spot kind of man between Powell and Kleba. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I don't know what, what Dallas is going to do here, right? Clearly, they wanted to spread out Utah last game and go bear. Do they want to do the same against Phoenix? Or do they want to play their traditional center and Powell more this game? So I'm not sure how Dallas is going to approach this. So at 3.5K, I do think Powell is firmly in play. Minutes, I don't know. But if he plays at 25 minutes at 3.5, he's going to stand out as one of the best values. And then Kleba, 3.8, uh, you know, risk off the bench as well. Um, been struggling with the shot a little bit of late. But, you know, we saw early in the Utah series, he can have a really good game if he gets hot behind the three-point uh, arc. So both the Dallas bigs, I think, are in play here in Kleba and Powell at cheap price points. And finally, the Phoenix Suns. So, honestly, not a lot that stands out to me on the Phoenix side. Um, Chris Paul, I know he still had a big game with Devin Booker back last game. Um, more of an outlier. Chris Paul's not going to go for shoot 14 of 14 and go for 30-plus points every single game with Devin Booker back. So, a Paul at 9-1, I don't love it. Devin Booker at 8-5 um, did play 32 minutes. Obviously, he's dealing with a hamstring. We'll see if there's any limitations on Booker. If he's not limited, I think I would rather go to Booker over Paul for the discount, but we'll keep an eye on that news. And then DeAndre Aiden at 7-7. Like, he's going to play probably 35 or so minutes. Played 40 minutes last game. I think on average you get mid-30s minutes, which kind of just makes him a neutral play. Uh, Mikel Bridges at 6-1 feels a little bit pricey. Sure, he's going to play a majority of the game, but um, with Booker back, he definitely is just going to be more out there for his defense. The wings, Cam Johnson at 4-9 feels a little bit too pricey. Uh, with with Booker back, played 24 minutes last game. Um, so I don't love the price there. I would rather go to Jay Crowder, who I expect more minutes from, played 30 minutes last game. I think we had around 30 from Crowder. He has had been in uh, severe foul trouble now the last four games. So you might even get a little bit more run for Crowder at 4-6. I think it makes him a fair value play. And then a couple cheap guys I'll mention. Cam Payne will play the backup point. He's probably playing somewhere in the neighborhood of 15-ish minutes, which makes him playable. Um you know, we know Payne's a, a, not a bad point-per-minute guy. He'll be relatively aggressive when he's out there. So at close to min price, I do think he's playable. Like, I don't know what Phoenix is going to do here because they've dusted off Biombo last couple games and have played him like a shift over McGee. Now, McGee is still played, but he's played like nine and three minutes. So I'm not sure what Phoenix is going to do here because clearly McGee is a great point-per-minute guy. If you want to take that risk, I don't think it's the worst idea. If you want to take the risk and hope that McGee goes back to his normal 12 to 15 minutes. So let's just say this. If I knew that JaVel McGee was playing his normal backup center role and playing 12 to 15 minutes, he'd be in my lineup tomorrow. I'm just not sure about that because they've they've been playing Biombo the last couple games and McGee's minutes have been trending down. So high risk player there with McGee. But like I said, he'll be super productive when he's on the court. Um, and that's really it. I don't think I'm considering anyone else for Phoenix. So 
That'll wrap it up for the video today, guys. If you do enjoy the YouTube videos, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Also, make sure to check out my prize picks video. It will be up uh, after this. We've been on fire for USFL. NBA should have been a two for two. We hit the Jaron over rebounds. Like I said, Draymond over fancy points was easily going to hit, but ejected. So that's no fun. But um, other than that, guys, let's pray for no ejections, no injuries, uh, no bad variants. Uh, that would be appreciated. And I'll see you all back here in the next one.